You're listening to Cams Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. Hello and welcome to Cam's Talk. My name is Mark and I'm your host for today's episode. And in this episode, we're going to continue the conversation that we've been having about mental health, lockdown and how to manage during this time. Now, there's lots of information in the media about what we should and shouldn't be doing. We see statistics, uh, we're given direction and advice. Sometimes it's clear to us and sometimes it doesn't feel as if it's so clear. Um, We see advice change. We sometimes see this change on a daily basis. And this can leave us feeling worried, scared or just plain confused. But on a more positive note, we're also hearing about new and inventive ways of living life. People are coming up with ideas that we maybe wouldn't have thought of before. So it's true to say that there's a mix of experiences that people are having about lockdown. But there's one aspect of lockdown that we've all had to do. We've all had to socially isolate and keep social distancing, which means limited access to friends and family and our normal ways of socialising are currently off the agenda. So as a result of this, we've seen an increased use of social media. Now, there's lots of us that would never have entertained the idea of talking on screen, but suddenly we've all got to grips with video calling, texting and even learning new dances on tactic. Yeah, I did change the name of that for copyright purposes. And no, that last bit does not apply to me. But for some of us, our usual ways of managing health, in particular mental health, have become difficult to access, such as taking exercise, going out and meeting new people and getting access to fresh air. For those of us experiencing this, daily life can be difficult, and for many of us, it's increased our use of social media as a way to support our own well-being. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at how to manage mental health within the current climate, and we're going to be giving tips on how to make social media support our well-being as opposed to making it worse. And so to get started, I'm pleased to welcome the guests onto our show, and today we have Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Mark. Yeah, um, um, nice to be part of our podcast recordings again. Good, it's been a while since we've recorded one. And for anybody that's not listened to episodes before, Nikki is a user participation lead for Luton Bedford Cams, um, and is also the co-host to Cams Talk. Um, so if you've not heard us before and that's news to you, then subscribe, get on and listen to the others. I'd also like to welcome uh, Lawrence Chung, who is currently on the NHS Graduate Programme and is working as an operational lead for Bedford Cams. Lawrence, how are you? I am really well, thank you, Mark. Really excited to talk about social media today. Yeah, I good. Good, good, good. And you're also new to podcasts as well, so. I am, I am new. And also, I just want to, re- um, I want to welcome our two service users, Jay and Gracie. Um, I don't think I can call you new to podcast. You're both veterans, is that right? <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the show today. So, uh, Nikki, um, I guess we decided to have a look at the issue of social media is because it's something that comes up in lots of conversations. I'm just wondering what kind of um, what kind of what kind of issues around um, social media has come up in conversations you're having with people as part of your role as a user participation lead. Well, we've obviously had to really adapt the way that we normally work. So I would normally meet up with our young people face-to-face on a weekly basis. And we've had to change that. We're now conducting all of our meetings. We've actually increased them, which is brilliant. Um, We're meeting twice weekly. 
Um, and, and that's actually um, reacting to this, the feedback that we're getting from young people and that they're finding it really, really helpful to all get together and to be able to see each other online. We're using WebEx, we're using Zoom, we're using different different ways of communicating. Um and obviously a lot of our discussions are around how we're all coping at the minute because it is really unprecedented times where we're living um for some people a nightmare um it's fair to say um and we're all struggling to learn how to adapt and being able to bring back our podcast was really exciting um i know all of our young people really enjoy it but we've had lots and lots of discussions around ways of coping um and how social media is and isn't helpful at these times um jay i'm gonna come to you first mm-hmm. um how are you how, how are you coping at the moment not too bad yeah i'm doing okay keeping distracted and busy yeah so what what are you doing to keep distracted and busy how are you using social media um, yeah, at times, like I try not to use it too much. Um, I try not to spend too much time on screens, but um, I do a lot of artwork and um, go for walks and things with the dog, which is nice and like spend time outside. So I'm not just on my phone all the time. Okay. Gracie, how about you? How are you coping? Um, yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, like, obviously it's, it's difficult for everyone and I think everyone's struggling to an extent. Um, and obviously people that are in mental health services their sort of their support has changed quite drastically in quite a short amount of time so I think that is something we're all kind of having to adapt to like you said having meetings online and having like phone call appointments instead of face-to-face and stuff like that um but yeah no it's, it's okay um I'm using quite a lot of social media I've noticed an increase in it myself um and like looking at my phone statistics I suppose like the amount I use my phone has gone up dramatically um but I guess that's just because there's not a lot else to do um and like you say like because we have to social distance and because we're not able to go and see friends family and all that you know different people it does seem like quite a good tool to be able to keep in some sort of contact um so yeah my social media usage has gone up dramatically but I think that's okay (laughs) Okay, that's good. Lawrence, how about you? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think I was part of the, that year where um, Facebook first came out. So I was one of the first people that registered for Facebook, all that kind of stuff, all the social media type. And so I've always been using it. Um, I, I really want to kind of stress how important it is that you kind of use it in, in the way that it is intended you know, catching up with friends, it's amazing. It's such an incredible tool that we can use these days to actually do this because without social media, I think this pandemic would be really, really challenging. I mean, I don't know how we would possibly cope. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm keeping up in touch with my friends, you know, staying busy. And as a trust, one of the things that we're doing, East London Foundation Trust, social media is really important to us, isn't it? And I know that you're you're working sort of behind the scenes to do quite a lot to improve our presence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, the nature of cams, we're you know we've got we've got 
a really good audience who who can use social media who are really into social media so it's important to get that message across it's about um that platform to kind of deliver what we want to say um how we reach our young people yeah all that so we touched there on um using social media properly um and i think that's that's a really important point that we wanted to bring up today jay you you just mentioned at the beginning there that you try and limit your use of um social media um is that because you are aware that there there are things out there that wouldn't necessarily help your mental health yeah, I think it's really easy to stumble across unhelpful content. Like you can be as careful as you want to avoid things, but it comes up because posts are just suggested for you. And then sometimes you look at things that aren't fully related to bad stuff, but then they appear um, and you have to take it upon yourself to notice that and block it and remove it, um, which when you're feeling low and vulnerable, that can be difficult to do. Yeah, I think it's very easy to kind of fall into like a, almost like down the rabbit hole of like, sometimes I find myself in like a really toxic cycle of like looking at one thing then looking at something else and something else and something else. And all of a sudden I'm kind of like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? Um, So I think like you say, like trying to actually now like kind of zero tolerance policy so that if someone posts something, like an account that I follow posts something that makes me feel like, stressed out or like actually that makes me feel a bit bad then I'm like right I don't care what they've posted before that I just need to unfollow them because even if they post that once like that's that's them kind of there's a lot of stuff around like weight loss especially during quarantine and like um the importance of like losing loads of weight or being really productive during quarantine obviously it's important to be productive but for those of us who are like really struggling even before quarantine really struggling now this has kind of made everything quite bad um, like for me, my major con- like concern and focus is just being able to get out of bed. Like it's not yeah. about like, you know, writing six essays and going on a three mile walk. It's like, oh, good job. I got out of bed and I ate breakfast. Like that's really cool. So I think although those things are trying to be helpful, and I think sometimes they don't realize how kind of, it almost feels a bit demeaning to people who aren't like meeting that standard of like being able to be like, yeah, like, you know, obviously we're all allowed to do like our one bit of exercise a day. But for me at the minute, it's more like once a week. Um, and that's okay. Like, that's just because that's where I'm at right now. And I think that's important, but it's not, not necessarily encouraged, but just acknowledge that like actually not everyone is able to kind of live by this whole ideology of like, oh, well, quarantine is a really good time for me to learn Spanish and lose two stone and like get a whole fitness regime and like totally retransform myself because that's not what it's about i think that's like you've raised such a, a valid point and i think funnily enough this was something that we touched on in a previous podcast is that it can feel quite competitive can't it and mm-hmm. as much as um all these amazing sort of you know gurus are coming out and you know fitness and and diet and um you know exercise and you know healthy living that actually can be really quite damaging and quite triggering for a lot of people can't it yeah i think i think as someone with any eating disorder i think it's hard time anyway being at home all the time because 
when you have no routine in the day, you're literally, your life is revolving around meal times, um, which is what it feels like anyway. So you're quite vulnerable. And then when you see all this fitness and diet stuff online, that's like lose a stone in a week. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not healthy. Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's easy to pick up on things when they're bad, but sometimes it's kind of more difficult when you're feeling vulnerable to not give in to these things and click on it and learn stuff that isn't good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like the pressure to, um, the thing like the daily exercise, I think that, yeah, it's good. And I think everyone should be doing that. But like, if you don't feel up to it, that's fine. Like, I, I think personally, I'm someone who likes routine and likes things to keep the same. So I tend to sometimes feel annoyed at myself if I don't go for my walk for a day because I don't feel like leaving the house. Then I feel really bad later, even though I shouldn't, because it's just I didn't go for a walk today, and that's fine. I didn't, I didn't do anything. It doesn't matter. At least I'm happy. Um, so yeah, I think it's that pressure to do what everyone else is doing. Mm. And I think where we're at at the moment, um, this is never a situation. I think that the, you know, the, the well, the UK and the world has been in where it, there's there's just been an, a, a sudden and immediate forced amount of spare time. Do you know? Mm. Because I think where where life has normally been so busy for most people, and kind of like there's either schoolwork or there is going out to work. Um, you know, it's it's almost like the you can have the mentality sometimes of actually when I have time I will then do this, or when I have time I will then do that. And I know personally speaking for me, there's been some things that I've said I just don't have time to do that. When I do, I'll get round to it. And I'll be honest with you, there's some of those things that I just haven't done, even though I've got <laughs> oodles of time now. And I, and I did start to kind of think, oh, actually, that's a bit lazy. That's a bit. And I started to get a little bit judgy with myself about it because, you know, I'd always said when I've got the time, I'm going to do that. And actually, it was almost like, wow, I'm, I'm really not that motivated. And, and yeah. in some ways, I was kind of sitting there thinking, wow, I thought I'd be more motivated than this if I had more time. And so, yeah. So, and so, so I think you can kind of you've got an opportunity to you're now in a in a in a place where you may learn things about yourself that either you might not be happy about or that you might be completely pleased about if you then have gone ahead and done all those things that you said you would so it's mm -hmm. um it's it's a it's a funny old time for all of us i think yeah and like jay said i think a lot of us um not even if you just are like struggling with your mental health but just a lot of people really crave that routine like i know for myself like that makes me feel so much more in control and calm so having that kind of go out the window can be quite like distressing um so stuff like college being you know cancelled or school for some people or work um or you know like nikki said our weekly meetings have obviously been moved to online which does provide some sort of routine but you know for me there would be like a weekly not ritual but it'd be like well, I have to leave the house at this time to get to the meeting here and I can stop for a coffee on the way there and where I can go and see this person and perhaps like have that taken away, I think is already quite distressing. Um, mm. But then for people on social media to then be saying like, you know, oh, but we should be, like you said, Mark, like we should be using this time more wisely and like, oh yeah, but you always say, you know, when you've got more time, you'll do this. And it's like actually like, although yeah, I do have more time now. Like it's because there's like, there's, a, like you say a pandemic it's not because it's like someone's gone oh, i'll take a few weeks off gracie it's literally because like we're all being forced to take mm. time off um that 
there's no choice in the matter, is there? No, exactly. And because of that, I think a lot of people feel confused and conflicted. And like you say, judge themselves. Like I know mm-hmm. I do it almost every day because I'm like, well, I've wasted the day today because I've only done this, this, this and this. And actually I could have gone for that walk or I could have like, actually uh, I just made like pasta for dinner. I could have made a whole four course banquet with the amount of time that I've got on my hands. And it's like, actually like, no, it's just the fact that everyone is surviving and coping to the best of their ability, whatever that ability is, is really incredible. And I think that's what, I think that's what's important to see. And I just don't think I'm seeing that anywhere, like not even just on social media, but in the news and all that kind of stuff. It's like, we're all coping to the best of our ability. And like I said, whatever that ability is, is your own personal And it's, yeah, you're right, Gracie. It's acknowledging, isn't it, that everybody has a different level of ability. And for Mm. some people, you know, doing, um, you know, five meetings in a day is, that's amazing. But for other people, just getting out of bed is is a huge achievement, isn't it? And um, I'm really aware that, you know, we've we've tried to be adaptive and that we're using social media for... um, for our meetings now, but not everyone wants to go on a Zoom meeting. Not everybody wants to be visible. For some people, looking at themselves in a mirror or or on camera is really, really triggering. Mm. It's really difficult. Not everybody is able to do that, are they? Or or doesn't have the technology, actually, to be able to do it as well. And so that's another added pressure, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely think like there are times in our meetings where there's a few people where like their Wi-Fi connection isn't very strong. So halfway through the meeting, they're just like are gone, and then they have to send like either you or one of us a text saying, "I'm really sorry, but my Wi-Fi is cut out." Mm. Um, so like I do think there is, like you say, although it is trying to find alternatives, um, it can be tricky for people, and because obviously you can't have something that makes everyone feel comfortable. Like nothing's really going to be face-to-face contact um so yeah it's important to acknowledge that actually on the flip side um just a thought some people who you know who might not want to there are some people who actually kind of would rather actually use zoom to kind of catch up with their friends they might like that that opportunity to see themselves in the in the image and kind of compose themselves and i think that kind of might drop a few inhibitions for some people at times so yeah it really does go both ways doesn't it you can't really get a single a single solution for what we're going through right now yeah definitely like you say for some people i mean with the whole social distancing thing i know that i'm not really struggling so much when i go out the house because actually I've got really bad social anxiety, so this is actually pretty good for me. Like having people not standing close to me, mm. and like it means that I have to wait 20 minutes outside Sainsbury's. That's fine. Um, but so it's like you know, um, and it is quite nice having this, like you say, having to be able to. Like the other day, one of our meetings, I was in pajamas. I couldn't do that regularly. I mean, I, I could, but I get a few funny looks walking through town. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so there is, like you say, there are a lot of perks, like, you know, you couldn't have meetings in bed. It's one more. And, and I think, the, I, I suppose the beauty is as well with a lot of these meetings, you don't have to connect your camera, do you, actually? Mm. You could just join as an audio. 
So we're all looking at each other now doing this podcast recording, but we don't have to be, you know. Um, we could just switch our cameras off. So there, there are other options, aren't there? I was just, I was just having a, a thought about, you know, kind of other aspects of social media, such as things like, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, and all of the other social media um, outlets that people use. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm not personally a big, a big fan of social media. I think I use Twitter on the odd occasion, but I know I've got colleagues and friends of mine, and also um, and relations that that use it a lot, and. Uh, I guess just my, and it may be a very basic view of what I see, is there has been a, a real push for um, everybody to, to kind of like strive and be positive during this hard time. And uh, and again, kind of there's, and I think it really does, what I've seen is, is there's an emphasis to real push the message of use this time, this is an opportunity to do some great things. And, mm. and, and I just wonder whether, how does, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that not everybody feels that way. And I'm just wondering what it feels like for people that are maybe not so motivated to be reading um, reading kind of um, blogs and entries and, and tweets and uh, and stuff like that. What I just wonder what that's like for people that are maybe not feeling so motivated to do all of that stuff. I think um, I agree. Like, it is really hard. And I think even when kind of celebrities or social media influencers or whoever you follow um, try and speak about how they're really struggling. They get really negative press about it. Um, for example, some people have been saying, you know, I can't, you know, I'm stuck in quarantine. I'm feeling really low. People are like, well, you've got a mansion. Like, why is you sat? And it's like, actually, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, that's not the point. Um, and it, I think personally, I, I do find it hard to like be around all this not around positivity in general because obviously it's good that people are being positive um but it's hard when you know everybody is trying to be so extremely positive and actually no one's really acknowledging the fact that a lot of people are really struggling like not mm. just with mental health wise but you know like people who are having to self-isolate like elderly people you know mm. my nan lives on her own with her cat um, we haven't seen her since February because she's had to self-isolate for this long. Um, and that's really hard for her because we can do video chat, but she doesn't really understand it, to be honest. So it's like, you know, for a lot of people, it's hard to be surrounded by positivity when they don't feel positive about anything to do with this. Um, and obviously, like, it can be helpful, people being like, oh, you know, look at the bright side, at least you're able to do this. But I think social media has a has the ability to really, like sway one way or the other so like that's when it comes like you said Lawrence like using it responsibly and using it what it's meant to be for mm. um like catching up with people and finding things that are interesting um and sometimes like yeah things are funny but like I know me and Jay have talked about before about like mental health memes and like stuff like that like it can be really funny and helpful but also like then you can fall down this really like toxic kind of not subliminal messaging because that sounds like there's a whole conspiracy theory against everyone but like you start having these ideas in your head about like oh actually like you know really unhealthy behaviors and like feelings about things so and i think as well like they can only monitor so much like instagram for example is really hot on some things but then also on others they just they don't see the issue 
Um, That's it. And they can't always predict, can they, what is no. going to be harmful or hurtful or triggering to certain people, something that they deem to be appropriate might still be really yeah. damaging to people. So it's like, who who is monitoring it? Who is actually the one that's sitting there monitoring it? Do they have experience of, you know, is there somebody there that's got you know, mental health issues that would know how something could be damaging. So, yeah, it's like there's times where I've reported stuff I've seen because sometimes it's, but sometimes it's not obviously bad or graphic or anything, but you get like a feedback saying we reviewed your request and then you click on it and they're like, we deemed this wasn't inappropriate. Mm. It's staying up. And I'm like, okay <laughs> there's nothing really you can really do it's yeah kind of like... i think yeah definitely it's frustrating because you do that and then they go we suggest just unfollowing the account and it's like yeah okay but that's not really the point is it like yeah, the fact they're like, still you know other people are going to see that exactly yeah and that that's that's um i didn't know that i presume that if somebody raised an issue that it would be deemed to be an issue because they, the fact that they've taken the time to to raise it clearly means that they're, they're struggling with seeing things like that. So to, I suppose to then hear that somebody's saying, actually, it's not, it's, it's, it's not very validating of your sort of feelings. Is it? I, think, no. I think as well, what's what I find interesting is that also other things, like there are two extremes because there are things like Jason that can be quite damaging. So you report it and they say, oh, well, it's within our community guidelines, so it's fine. Um, but then there are other things that actually aren't even really meant to be damaging or, you know, like, you know, for example, if someone's just posting a selfie because they're like, you know, going out today, having, having a good day, whatever, they've done their makeup really cool, they're wearing a cool outfit, I'm all about that life. Um, but it just so happens that you can see like, you know, like scars or something, then they, then they take that down because they're like, oh, well, you're promoting, you know, all this bad stuff and it's like actually no this is just that person saying like look how nice my outfit is today so yeah, it's a really odd extreme because actually they're not it's not about that that's not what they're talking about and there's a big campaign especially on instagram about don't censor my skin where a lot of people have been trying to battle back against instagram saying well actually my photos keep getting like taken down nobody's reporting them they're just taken down um because apparently I'm violating community guidelines. Like I know even people that have been in groups before yeah. have had this issue um, like that we've known. So it, it's, it's crazy to think that like, it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, actually they're not trying to promote anything or they're trying to, you know, they're not even talking about it. <laughs> like they're literally like someone I know. So simply because, yeah, because you can see scarring. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know someone that posted a picture with them and their new dog and it got taken down. And they're like, oh, well, we can see scars. So it's like, you know, you're promoting this. And she's like, I'm just showing people my new dog. So actually, <laughs> so actually part of part of the thing that can be damaging, I find that really fascinating, Gracie, because I haven't yeah. really thought about that side of things, which is how the, how social media is governed and how it's censored can also have a massive effect on those of us that are using it and posting because it's almost like as you're saying if a photograph of you goes up and your aim is to kind of go 
actually, I'm feeling really great today and I'm pleased and I'm proud with the way that I look and I just want to show my friends kind of what I'm wearing and, and how well I'm doing. If somebody else makes a judgment that because they can see scars, that needs to come down, it's almost like that is a direct judgment about you yourself, exactly. isn't it? And so think, and that, yeah, that's, an, think... that's an angle of the risks of social media I hadn't really considered. So. Yeah. Wow. It is. It's very peculiar to me that, like, but it's like Jay said that some things, like, I feel like they're very big on scars, but stuff like dieting and weight and that kind of things they don't care about. You know, there I constantly get things on my plate, like, like Jay said, like about lose a stone in a week, or I did this, I drank this, and I lost loads and loads of weight, and I'm like, that's really damaging for like not just me, but just people. Who, and these are like pages with like hundreds of thousands of followers like it's not even just you know so their their reach is so large um yet if i report it you know they're like oh well it doesn't violate any community guidelines so there's no there's no issue here um but yeah it's it's i think most of it's done through an algorithm which can be problematic um and i think that's where obviously they can't have like a person for every single complaint um but yeah it's Mm. Yeah, and so there's a whole whole lot of education that's got to go ahead then. And I think from yeah. from what you were saying, it's I can't remember the name of the campaign that you mentioned, but it sounds like there are campaigns out mm. there that are looking to support and educate those that uh, moderate social media to be thinking mm. a little bit more outside the box than they are. Mm. Sorry, Jay, I think I interrupted you. Were you just about mm. to say something? Oh, it's fine. Yeah, when you're saying about like the diet and stuff, it's almost encouraged by yeah. Instagram, and it's particularly Instagram. I've noticed it on. Mm. It's like. The, these pages get they're done as ads mm. and like you get ads about it come up that you don't even want to come up and it's just you can't stop them they're just it's just how it's run yeah. and I think like you're saying it's it's easy to, it's kind in a way you can kind of sense what you're looking at by based on what you follow what you like but then I found myself sat there scrolling through like funny things and then all of a sudden like someone co- it comes up with like someone's um like weight loss tips like people that are obviously struggling themselves and i'm like i didn't ask for this but now i've seen it and now i feel rubbish and you can't really protect yourself and it may not be and it may not be because you have searched those particular items it might be that you've got friends that have searched those particular items and the algorithm has gone aha maybe you'd be interested in this yeah wow i think i think i was i had quite a positive view on social media and mental health for a long time and i still kind of do in a way but i think particularly in eating disorders, it's a very toxic place and I don't really see much of a positive there. Like people run a recover, recovery accounts, but um, I even find them a bit triggering because there's people, sometimes people are posting what they're eating in a day, but it's still not enough that a person should be eating. And then you compare yourself to how much they're eating or what they're eating. And then like people... Um, or then there's like the, the dark side of it where people promote it and um, like tips and stuff like that, which is really toxic. And when you're in a vulnerable place, it's easy to search for those things. Like mm-hmm. I'll admit myself, I've searched for those things because when you're struggling, it's what everyone talks about and you do it, even though it's not good. And then you feel really guilty about it. Um, so I think it's just a really dangerous place when you're vulnerable, it's easy to look for these things because they're really easy to find you can search a hashtag and then click on it and it comes up are you sure you want to look at this do you need support if you press no then the posts come up like there's no but at least they offer it i guess 
but it's not enough protection, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I think as well, also in my my experience, sometimes it's even, like, pages you're not expecting to be posting that. Like, like honestly, the most random things in the world. And I'm like, hang on a second, this is going to... Like, I follow a cat's page, because I, that's mainly my Instagram feed, I'm going to be honest, there's cats and dogs. Um, and I'm scrolling through my Instagram, and all of a sudden one of the cat pages is talking about, like, how it's, like, like oh, you know... Um, I've lost loads of weight during this thing because because they've got like a paid sponsorship to promote this product. But I'm like, hang on a second, I just want to look at cat pictures. I don't want to lose weight. Like I'm just here trying to look at cats, you know, because you know we all need something during quarantine to make us feel a little bit better. So um, that's this that and that's the sort of thing that then you know and then and then using just, social media for the right thing. Exactly. Then it's putting you off there. But then, like Jay said, you can protect yourself so much to an extent. But then it's just one post that can totally put you into like a downward spiral. And like even things with like self harm and like you know all that kind of stuff, it can get. Like I said, I can fall down a rabbit hole myself so easily, and like I, I think I think I'm quite responsible on social media. Most of it is just cats and dogs, to be fair. Um, but then, like, there'll be the odd thing, and I'm just like, oh. And then I like internalize it, and it's literally one post, and then that's all I think about for the rest of the day. And then I feel either really guilty because I'm thinking about it, or really guilty because I'm like, oh, come on, Gracie. Like, and also about what you said about recovery, Jay. I think. It just in mental illness in general, like recovery is such a personal thing. Like what's recovery to one person is something extremely different to someone else. So saying things like, oh, well, I'm in recovery because I'm, I'm living this way. It's like, well, actually, yeah, that's what you think. And I know you're trying to help people by posting these things. But actually, for a lot of people, they're going to end up comparing themselves to you and being like, I know that an account that I followed started off really, really positively and... Um, and then it became like very religious, which is totally fine. Everyone's allowed to have their religious expression. But it became very much about like, well, um, God is judging you if you're struggling. And like, it's like him testing you. And I was like, okay, if that's what you believe, that's totally fine. But I don't need that kind of like environment in my life. But it, you know, it's, it's making it my fault is I think when people say stuff like that. And it's kind of trying to put blame when there doesn't need to be blame. Um, yeah and I think like you said about comparing I I think I've noticed it I think around all mental illnesses really I, I don't know about all but like online is the competitiveness in a it's way and, really it, and it sounds, it's it's horrible but people compare who's struggling most or who has the most support or who's been yeah. hospital the most times or you're not ill enough you've not you're not struggling enough, like your feelings aren't valid because, mm. well, you haven't been in hospital six times in the past year like I have. And it's like, that's so dangerous because no one should strive to be like that. You yeah. shouldn't be ashamed of what you've been through, but you shouldn't be promoting that. And no. it's that romanticization of Definitely. mental illnesses, which I think is, I used to think when I heard that term, I used to think, oh, it's like people like quite obviously being like oh it's good to be anxious or stuff like that but it can actually be really subtle stuff it can mm. be like people posting pictures or like or funny memes and things about things they've been through and I'm like actually that is really dark and like yeah it's funny sometimes to laugh at your own problems but that's like I some I feel for these people that sometimes make these accounts and make these posts because sometimes it can release release some like stress and it can be quite funny to laugh at things sometimes I'm like oh my god is this person okay like 
yeah. to have to have and then you're taking yeah. yeah yeah and then you're, you're taking, taking on, on the problems. worry yeah, yeah absolutely when they're just some so, stranger on the internet yeah so how how do we how do you um how do you control it then how do you do, would you advise that people had have a time limit on on especially at the moment i think it is so important to keep in touch with people so how do you control um the amount of time that you're doing it to ensure that it you know it's healthy to you yeah like um i know instagram definitely does it and i'm not sure about other apps but they have a feature where you can set a time limit for the day and like it doesn't block you after that time but it comes up and says like you've been on instagram for 45 minutes today and then that can kind of be like oh my god that's quite bad that's a long time and then i'd use it less for the rest of the day i might check it still but i'm aware that i shouldn't be using it as much um or i just try and like if i'm like on my computer i don't go on my phone at the same time like i try and separate or if i'm watching tv i try and do one thing at a time um because i think it's a good phones are are great because they're a great distraction and social media can be really good for that but i think like i said it's easy to accidentally stumble across stuff so it's kind of making sure you're aware because you can kind of like mindlessly scroll through things like Mm. laughing and like having it like liking random stuff um and before you know it you're looking at really toxic stuff so it's just being able to step back and go oh my right i'm gonna put my phone down now or Mm. i'm gonna watch tv or something and I suppose it's about making sure that you've got other things to like keep you occupied as well. So what what other things have you been doing to um, take yourself away from social media? How else uh, can you fill your time? I try and like do painting and do some art creative stuff. Um, I usually have music on at the same time because I like music. Um, or I try and like sometimes it's easy to isolate yourself in your own home, like to stay in your room. But, like, it's important that you sit with family sometimes and be around people even if you don't feel like it. So sometimes I just go and sit with my mum or go and see the dog and just lay on the floor with the dog for, like, half an hour or um, go for a walk. Like, I live in a village and it's really nice and you can walk miles. So I just go with the dog or my family and we go together or do things like that or just go and annoy my sister in her room while she's trying to do work at like <laughs> yeah how about you gracie what um, what are you doing to um cope think, during this time i think in terms of the kind of limiting social media i try and it's gonna sound really childish but like i get to a point where i'm like okay i'm gonna look at six more posts and then i'm gonna go off it so like I literally count the posts that I'm looking at or I'm like, okay, well, I need to get up in a few minutes. I'll look at three more things. Or if I'm watching videos or something on YouTube or I'm on Facebook, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll read three more things and then I'll turn my phone off. Obviously not off, but like stop looking at stuff. Um, and like Jay said, I think like setting times and stuff can be quite helpful. Um, I know on most, like, most phones you can look at your like time limits, how much day you spend on specific apps. Um, sometimes I do that to kind of like shock myself into stopping it because sometimes I'll be like oh my god I spent three hours on this yesterday that's a bit too much time so like then the next day I'll be like okay well I'm going to set an, uh, half an hour timer I'll give myself half an hour socially especially if you've got work to do from home 
um, like college work or just, you know, general work, I find it's really helpful. What I tend to do is I set a 45-minute timer for doing work and then I give myself a 15-minute break to get a drink, to listen to some music, to watch a YouTube video, to go on social media, to play some other game or something. And then I do another 45 minutes worth of work and I try and alternate it. Um, and I find that it makes me really productive, but also it means that I'm not feeling like overwhelmed or stressed. Um, and obviously because, you know, I can do that because I don't have Zoom um, classroom calls or anything, but I think stuff like that can be quite helpful. Um, so routine is really important. Routine, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like, you know, like I said, a lot of people who are struggling with their mental health really crave a routine it can be really really helpful um always for years I was so against it I was like no no that won't help and then as soon as I started like actually being like okay actually I need to try and figure out how I'm going to set a routine I found it so so helpful um and for me as well sometimes it's like I like going on drives so like because I because I drive um it means that I don't have to exercise if I can't because I don't feel up to it or I like the other day I went for a drive in my pajamas like, because why not? I, I just put some shoes on. I was like, I'll be fine. No one's going to see me. I just see my head driving around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, like, even just, like, driving up the road and sitting in a car park for a few minutes with the windows down, um, that can be really nice. And, like, listening to music in your car. It mm. just means you're out of the house. You're out of, like, you're not looking in, like, at your bedroom or your living room. Um, but also you're not putting anybody else at risk and you're not putting yourself at risk you know, because obviously they're not around people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think routines are really important. Like, we said it already, but, like, I've always lived my life in routines. That's just how I function. Um, and it's, like, it's that pressure for don't... Your, your routine doesn't have to be, like, oh, I'm going to, like, paint a picture and then I'm going to bake six cakes and then I'm going to go for a dog walk. Like, my routine is literally get up, have breakfast sit with the dog play a game like play on your switch then get dressed do something like maybe do some art or do something creative have lunch yeah. go for a walk in the afternoon it can just be little things or like, if ge- I, like general kind of things of like yeah it doesn't something creative yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be like i'm gonna like build a tower <laughs> i don't know where <laughs> that came from but uh, i'm gonna like clean the house or i'm gonna like this morning, my, my plan was after my normal routine, I was going to make my bed and like change my sheets. So it's just like little goals for the day. And now, now I feel really good that I've done that. So like mm, I've, at yeah. the end of the day, I can look back and go, well, I changed my bed. That's a really big thing. Um, uh, yeah. So it's just little things that and celebrate has, has the little any, things. Yeah. Has anyone done anything like really old fashioned during the lockdown? Like, a, an actual jigsaw puzzle or played oh, an me and my actual have been doing board games. Oh, puzzles are where it's at. My mum bought yeah. me a puzzle board. So basically, it's like a material that keeps your puzzle pieces in place. And I just sit there, I have the telly on in the background. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely lovely. It is really yeah. nice. Yeah, we played um, Cluedo the other night in the garden, like a few rounds of Cluedo, and it was really nice. We've always played board games as a family, but yeah, we're making more of an effort to do it at least once a week because um, then you're away from screens as well and mm. you just get to spend time together. Yeah, I think as well, on the, on the, what Jay was saying about having small goals, like I find writing lists really helpful. But like, they, I've got my car washed in like an automatic car wash 
and I found it a bit too exciting. I'm going to be honest. I got really, really, I felt like a child. I was like, oh my god, the brushes are going over. <laughs> and um, and then when I came home, I was like, right, take that off the list. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to empty my bin in my bedroom. Okay, take that off the list. So it, it like, especially if you like you were saying earlier, Mark, if you're feeling really like on just. Like you're not doing enough. You're like, oh my god! But all these people are doing all this stuff, and they're going for runs, and they're doing this and that. Like, actually, you know what? Like, if I'm gonna get a bath today, and that's a win. That's what it's taking the win column for me. Or you know, I'm gonna go sit down with my mum, do some other puzzle, or like, you know, I'm gonna journal, or I'm gonna read something. Like, there are ways that you can set smaller goals. Um, and yeah, they might not Absolutely. compete with people on social media. But actually, like, it, all that matters is that they like, be good for you. And, you know, setting, like, that routine and that kind of, even if you're not that motivated, like, I think it kind of is kind of quite fulfilling in itself, um, especially if you feel a bit aimless. I think I feel aimless most days. Um, I think I think also it's important to kind of realise, even if you don't tick off all the things on your task list, that's okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we mentioned this in loads of the podcasts i imagine but i mean there's some days where you just can't you just don't want to and can't want to can't and that's yeah. okay yeah and just because we're in this current situation it doesn't really change anything i mean we're, we're all adapting yeah i mean just i mean it sounds really cheesy but it is just a try your best scenario isn't it yeah no definitely yeah and um, i think any everyone's coping in their own way whether that be having three naps a day which you know is my current standpoint <laughs> Or um, or you know, trying to keep up a keep up a fitness regime. But yeah, I guess I guess the main point is like you say, is not comparing yourself to other people and actually being okay if you're having a bad day. Like that's totally fine. We all have bad days. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, just being aware of that. And following the theme of um, Mental Health Awareness Week, which it is this week, and the theme this year is kindness. And I think it's about being kind to yourself, isn't it? I think, you know, not putting too much pressure on yourself, not beating yourself up too much if you don't do the things yeah. that you planned. And and just, yeah, so, so the whole theme of kindness is that, you know, I think a lot of the time we think about how are we being kind to each other, but it's really important as well to really be kind to yourself. And that sounds like an absolute fab yeah. place to leave it, yeah. be kind to ourselves. Um, and whatever normal we've got is our normal, and that's right somebody else's normal may not fit for us and i think do what you need to do on a daily basis and just not pay too much attention to what everybody else yeah. is doing it sounds like that's kind of the theme in which we've all been saying um so great okay so that sounds like it's a good place to leave it i just want to say thank you to jay and gracie um as ever you're always welcome on the podcast so keep coming back please we'd love <laughs> to hear you. from you um lawrence this is your second podcast in a day actually so already by the fact that you've done two in a day now you are now also a veteran as well and nikki thank i also want to i want to thank you for coming on as well and uh as i said what did we say we said wing person before didn't we in the last episode yeah. I, know that's true. I think i'm your wing person to be fair 
Okay, so um, so that's it for this episode of the podcast. We've got a few more coming out, um, and uh, we're we, obviously because of the current situation that we're in with lockdown, we're going to re- be recording some um, quite quickly. We hope, and so there's going to be a fair amount to turn around. So for any of you that are out there, kind of listening to the podcast now, when you're in lockdown, um, as we've said, some of the themes today, which are really important, is be kind to yourself. Your normal is right for you. Don't worry too much about what other people are doing and don't feel pressured into doing things because other people are doing it. So I think that's a really good message. And I want to thank you, Jay, Grace and Lawrence and Nikki for helping to kind of bring that message out to people. Okay, so as I've said, we'll be putting our next podcast episode out fairly soon. So until then, take care of yourselves and we'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Camstalk a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford CAMS team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag camstalkpodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.